Hi, I'm the Ish Girl, and you are listening to episode 43 of Connection Not Perfection. Welcome to Connection Not Perfection, the podcast that helps parents and teens connect using literature, laughter, and love. I'm Amy Kelly, also known as the Ish Girl, and I want to thank you for joining me today. I am super excited about this episode because this week is the one year anniversary of my very first podcast. That's right. On February 15th of 2018, I launched my very first episode. So today I am celebrating the one year birthday of Connection Not Perfection. As you might imagine, I've been doing a lot of reflecting about the journey that's brought me here. And I have to say that I've learned a lot, a lot. Seriously, if anyone had told me just the technology that I would have to figure out over this past year, I would have never believed them. But setting that aside, like I said, I've really been reflecting on why am I doing this? Why am I putting out content every week? Why is this so important to me? And I figured out there's one thing that has remained constant, and that is my why. Why do I regularly crank these episodes out? Why do I put myself out there on most weeks? And here's the most boiled down answer that I have for those kinds of questions. Because every teen deserves to be heard and understood and valued. And I want to shout that from the rooftops and imprint it into the souls of every parent and every teacher out there. And I know, like I really believe that an overwhelming majority of parents and teachers would agree that every teen deserves to be heard, understood, and valued. I also believe that it is super easy to lose focus and get caught up in the busyness of life and let that belief and that value fall by the wayside. And let me be the first in line to admit that I am at the very top of the list of offenders in this. Like I would say that probably 100% of the shows that I have created so far have been because of something that I wanted to learn or explore or that I felt like I needed to improve upon in my own parenting and in my connection with teens. But the bottom line is that it is my mission for myself especially to love my teens intentionally and fiercely and to consistently connect authentically, um, to really relentlessly pursue opportunities to engage with my teens. And when they pop up, be prepared with like the words and the strategies and the ideas that will help me connect with them. And I want to inspire and entertain and equip all of you so that you can be fully present in that same way for your teens. And also so you can have grace with yourself when you fall short or miss that mark, which is hard, right? Like, like I just said, I'm in the trenches with you. And truthfully, there are a lot of days when I feel so messed up that it is hard to dig up anything resembling grace for myself. And that voice in my head is really trying to convince me that I have screwed up my teens beyond repair. And the thing is, I know that my teens need to see that messed up part of me too, maybe even more than they need to see me having it all together. Because when I can model what it looks like to fail and then make amends and to reconcile authentically and with humility, I really believe those moments are so much more powerful than any instruction that I could give them or anything that I could tell them. So 
please know that as I'm putting this out there, as I'm saying what I just said, and in all my episodes and everything that I put out there from my website to my social media posts, none of what I am sharing with you is about what to teach your teens, like whatever your values, your beliefs, your ideals, whatever those are that you hold dear, I am certainly not promoting any particular agenda other than the idea that it is important for you to let your team know that they are, again, valued, heard, understood, and that you're really trying to connect with them. So what I share is mostly how to communicate and how to connect and different strategies that you can try. And as I've said before on the show, no one thing is going to work for every single kid. And in fact, one thing might not work for the same kid more than once, right? So the way that our teens grow and change, you never know what's going to work one day that might not work the next and vice versa. So what I'm trying to do here, again, going back to that why that I have is really just share what I'm learning on my journey and try to inspire you with different strategies to be more intentional in connecting and to really hold tightly to that belief that teens are valuable right where they are as who they are in this moment. Even though we know that they're growing and changing, we have to value who they are in the moment so that we can connect with them in ways that make our relationship open to influencing them. Okay, so as a celebration of this very first year of Connection Not Perfection, I have sifted through all of my previous episodes to compile some of the best tips and strategies and info that I've learned and then shared with you guys. So these are things that have made a difference for me with my teens and things that also resonated with you guys based on the feedback that I received. So here we go. These are the 15 best takeaways from Connection Not Perfection's first year. And I'm going to be doing a backwards countdown for it. So number 15 is no one knows your teen the way that you do. And it is your job to stay in the know with them because like I said a minute ago, as teens, they shift and change frequently. So really trying to find ways to keep up with who they are in the moment. And sometimes it can be as simple as what their favorite color or food is. And if you are not keeping up with that, I think sometimes it can cause friction because irrationally, sometimes they get irritated that you don't automatically know how their mind has changed. So while it's a little challenging, I think in the long run, even if you don't have all the information right, the idea that you are trying to know who they are and keep up with who they are is what matters. So that was actually from episode five. And I will share with you, I have all of these points in in my show notes and I've referenced the episodes that they're from so that if you want to dive a little bit deeper and go and look at those episodes and listen to them, you can do that on um, my website. So, okay, number 14, be intentional about building a support community, not only for yourself, but for your teens too. And what I mean by that is building a community of maybe the parents of your teens' friends so that not only are you Um, receiving support and encouragement from that group, but also you kind of have your ear to the ground for your teens as well. And that's going to also lead me to number 13. And, and 
Number 14 and 13 are both from episodes 28 and 33. Now, another reason you're creating a community for yourself that's also for your teen is that when you have a community of like-minded people, you care about each other. And when you care about each other, you care about what's important to each other, which is obviously what describes our teens. So typically in, in the kind of community that I'm talking about really uh, creating and putting together is one in which you support each other and you love each other's kids. And so for number 13, sometimes when your teen can't receive something from you, they can hear it from other adults in their lives. And that community that you've created is a perfect example of maybe some other adults in their lives who they might be able to hear things from that they can't receive from you, right? And again, that's episode 33 on that one in particular, where I talked a lot about a book that I put together for my daughter that was full of letters from different women in her life, many of them who are my close friends, who were writing to her about what it meant to be a woman. So if you want to check that out, that's episode 33. All right, number 12 on our countdown, don't jump in to solve their problems. A long time ago, someone either told me or I read it somewhere that you don't want to do anything for your kids that they can do for themselves. And I thought, I think that's been a really good rule of thumb. And it's something that's easy to forget because as parents, as teachers, sometimes we want to jump in and help kids when we see them struggling or maybe even when they're anxious. But it's good to remember that solving things for them won't help them in the long run. And in fact, I firmly believe that it can actually harm them in the long run because I believe that you really gain confidence when you problem solve and you work through something and you find the solution. Your your child is who I'm speaking of. So your teen works through something, finds the solution. That is really confidence building for them. And by solving their problems, we're taking away that opportunity. And that is from episode number 34. Also from episode number 34 is number 11, because the flip side of that is you do need to support them and be a coach as they work through challenges and problems. So the goal is to really help your teen develop resiliency and an ability to advocate for themselves and and to really foster in them a sense of confidence that they can take care of things. Because if we're always coming in behind them and swooping in and saving them, that kind of sends a message that we don't think that they're capable or competent enough to do it themselves. Okay. Number 10, keep your eyes on the bigger picture while living in the moment. And this idea is from episodes 14 and episode 41. And the idea between this is a lot of times it's easy to get all caught up in the moments that we're living out with our teens. We're so focused in on what's happening in this minute, in this hour, in this day, that we forget to pull back a little bit and look at the bigger picture of Our teen is working on becoming the person that they want to become, and they're working on who they don't want to become as well. And so when we can pull back a little bit and see their behavior, their actions, their words, their attitudes on that bigger tapestry, then sometimes that makes it a little bit easier to have grace and compassion and also to know kind of which direction to point them in or guide them in. Okay. Number nine, which kind of fits with this as well, and it's from episodes 35 and 36, 
this is not who your teen is right now. This is this is how they are becoming an adult. So this isn't the final destination for your teen. And while you do want to appreciate who they are in this moment and be with them and be present with them in this moment, you as the adult, as the parent, as the teacher, know in the back of your head that this isn't their final destination. They are still growing and changing. And again, this this kind of pairs along with number 10 in the fact that having that thought in your head, having that knowledge that you're on a journey, this isn't just, you know, like a coworker that you're working with or um, a friend that you're dealing with. This is someone who is still in the process of becoming who they are it helps to give you a little bit more patience in the moment. Okay, number eight, which is from episode eight, pick your battles. Remember that it takes two to argue and avoid getting sucked into arguments that aren't your battle. And that might mean letting some things go that really bug you in the moment or not even just bug you, but maybe they really concern you about um, maybe a habit that your teen is starting or a direction you see them going in. But if you are picking your battles and you're choosing to work on specific things in specific seasons of your teen's life, that means you can let some other things go. I actually, this is something that I adopted as a value when my kids were little, when there were lots of things that I would want to work on them with, whether it was skills or um, social behaviors or, or whatever. And I, you can't address them all at one time because that's overwhelming for anyone, right? So really focusing in on a couple of things that you want to work on with your teen and maybe letting the rest go for for the time being and working on those later can be a really effective strategy because then it doesn't seem like you're on them all the time. So if you're trying to work on everything all the time, that might produce the kind of conflict that's going to um, have your teens just not listening to you at all because all you ever do is, is come at them. So number seven is be united as a team with whomever you're co-parenting with, whether it's a spouse or an ex-spouse or otherwise, having that unity is huge for your teens. It gives them a stability and a security that they will really value later on. And that is from episode 40. And I think when you don't have that kind of unity and when you have the kind of parenting relationship with that co-parent where your teen goes to one of you and gets one answer and goes to the other of you and gets another, as much as they might enjoy getting what they want in the moment, it does produce this sense of the ground is kind of shifting under their feet. And so that makes it really difficult for them in the long run. Just as an example of this, I know in my parents did this and my husband and I do it too, but my kids can't get any in any bigger trouble than if they come to one of us and get an answer and then they go to the other one of us to try to get a different answer. What one of us says, both of us are saying. So if they try to play us off each other, they know and understand that that is a huge offense in our family culture. So just food for thought. Now, number six Stop thrashing yourself with that critical inner voice that you have going on. Be deliberate about your positive thinking and really have grace with yourself. And that's from episode nine. And then number five is to reframe your thoughts 
and this is from episode 10. And episodes 9 and 10 were a series that I did with my good friend, Tammy Scow, who is a counselor. And we were talking about silencing and retraining that critical inner voice. And one of the strategies that Tammy shared that I just thought was fantastic is called the thinks strategy, where when you have that voice going on in your head, it's really good to kind of be aware of your thinking, stop yourself and go through the thinks strategy to help kind of evaluate whether that voice in your head is is the best thing for you to be listening to. And it's asking yourself, is this something that's true? Is it helpful? Is it inspiring? Is it necessary? And is it something that you'd stay to a friend? So asking yourself those things can really help you refocus, reframe your thoughts and take a more positive mindset than you otherwise might have. Also, number four, and this, again, was another episode that I did with Tammy Scow, and it's episode 16, and it's all about setting healthy boundaries, and it is great to remember that you have your own umbrella that you're standing under. I just think this is such a great word picture, which is you're under your own umbrella, and so is everyone else. They're under their own umbrellas, and what's under your umbrella are your own thoughts, your own feelings, your own values, your own emotions, your own behaviors and attitudes and and everything that you are in control over, like really and truly in control over yourself, that's under your umbrella. Anything else is under somebody else's umbrella. So that was again in episode 16. And um, there's a really great printable with that that I've made available for this episode too. I'll talk about that a little bit more later in the show because there are several that are available with these different points that I'm pulling out. Okay, so number three in the countdown is my responsibility as a parent is to train and model and reinforce my values and beliefs with my teens in the hopes that they will adopt those values and beliefs, but they have the freedom to adopt them or reject them. Again, that's from episode 16, that same one as the umbrella. And I think that's so important to remember that I think it's easy to beat yourself up when you see your kids not adopting your values or rejecting the things that you've taught them, but you have to remember that that is their choice that's under their umbrella. And certainly while they're living at home, while they're still developing, you're continually finding ways to influence and direct and teach them but in the end you cannot force your values and beliefs on your teens it is really their choice in the end now in the end might not be until they're in their 20s when you really get a clear idea of what they've chosen and who they've decided to be so you've got to kind of hang on for the ride but kind of releasing yourself of of any kind of guilt or responsibility from whether or not your children are actually adopting your values and beliefs can really go a long way in easing some of your stress. And when your stress is eased, I do believe that it is easier to connect with your teens because there's not this pressure that's between you necessarily. Number two, this is a huge one for me. I say it a lot. Be quick to apologize because everyone is going to mess up and it's all about how you come back together and make amends and reconcile. Like I think there that is such a huge thing between parents and their teens, between friendships, between your 
romantic relationships, whether it's marriage or boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, but knowing how to apologize quickly, sincerely, and in a way that brings about reconciliation is just ginormous. It's just huge. And that is from episodes 14 and episode 41. And then the number one thing that I have learned so far over the past year doing all these episodes has made a tremendous difference for me. And that is being aware of what is developmentally appropriate for teens in the ages that they're in. Understanding that they go through different stages as they're changing from kids into adults helps me respond to their misbehaviors rather than react to them. So seeing my teen's behavior as developmentally appropriate really helps me reframe it and know how to respond in a helpful way rather than reacting based on my own uh, triggered emotions, right? So really defining a behavior as developmentally appropriate doesn't mean that you are excusing it or um, it doesn't mean that you approve of the inappropriate or unhealthy behavior that they're demonstrating. It really just frees you up to not take things personally, to be able to take a step back and remove yourself a little bit from whatever the situation is so that you can be calm, so that you can be rational about it, so that you can really be the adult in the situation and help your teen see that, okay, this is not necessarily the way that you want to go. Yes, like it is, it is so normal for you to, to choose that, to say that, to behave that way, but it's not okay. Here's why. And just move on with it, right? Rather than it just being like this hair pulling, hand wringing situation where you feel a lot of condemnation and shame because you can't control what your teen is doing and they're not adopting your values, it looks like. And so really understanding what's developmentally appropriate kind of separates that out. That's from episodes 36 and 37. Again, that's with Tammy Scow. And I do have to say that these last few I'm just noticing are all episodes where she joined me and really shared a lot of great information. So if you want to go back and listen to those, again, I have those listed in my show notes. And that is at theishgirl.com forward slash EP43. And you can go there and look at the episodes. But also, I want you to know that there are several freebies that go along with some of these points that I've drawn from previous shows. And so I know, for instance, that the letters that I wrote to my daughter, I have a printable that you can download that kind of walks you through the process of doing that. Um, The thinks strategy, I have a printable that you can like stick on your refrigerator that has that, is it true, helpful, inspiring, necessary, kind, and something you'd say to a friend. It's It's a really pretty, I think. And it, it it goes great. Like if you just want to stick it on your, again, your fridge or on your cork board or whatever you have. And then also there is a printable that shows the umbrella of having good boundaries and what's under your own umbrella versus what's under somebody else's. And then the final one that I have, the final uh, freebie that I have is one that I am super proud of. Tammy and I worked very hard to put it together and it is an ebook called How to Be the Parent They Need. And it is all about what is developmentally appropriate in your teens and how you can respond to it in a healthy way 
and examples of what are unhealthy ways to respond to it as well. So again, you can find all of those at theishgirl.com forward slash EP43. And I just want to say thank you again for joining me. Whether you have been hanging out with me for all of the episodes, or if this is your first time listening, I am just honored that you've chosen to spend your time with me. And I truly, truly love how you love your teens. And as a special thank you, if you're feeling particularly generous this week and you'd like an opportunity to win a $20 Amazon gift card, I would love for you to leave an honest review of Connection Not Perfection in iTunes. I will be picking a winner at random from anyone who submits a review between now and Monday, February 25th. Just make sure you listen to next week's episode to find out if I've drawn your name. So I would love that. And it will also help get the show out to more listeners and hopefully help more people out there connect with their teens. Thank you again so much. Until next time, just remember from an ish girl who has been listening to Taylor Swift's song, Never Grow Up, on repeat this past week, it is all about connection, not perfection.